0: Ahoy mateys and welcome to Starter Quest, a podcast where we look at classic video games through the eyes of a newcomer. I am your host and captain of the ship, Alessandro Crolla, alongside my treasure of a first mate and the star of this podcast, Jen Hughes.
1: Ahoy there, me hearties! How are you doing today? Pretty well, yeah. Got a nice cup of coffee in my hands from your lovely coffee machine.
0: As we speak, we are less than a mile away from the COP26 summit that's happening in Glasgow this week. History is happening on our doorstep, and we're stuck inside talking about video games.
1: Yeah, isn't that the human condition?
0: (laughs) Have you been playing anything fun recently?
1: Yes, there's an update for Animal Crossing coming soon.
0: Yes, it's out this Friday.
1: It's out this Friday. I am so hyped. It can't come fast enough.
0: What have you been doing to set up your island?
1: I have been gathering all the bells Mm -hmm. and the nook miles because with this one you're going to need a lot of nook miles. Mm -hmm. There's so many items you can redeem. I'm collecting, like, ingredients for cooking. I think there's a whole bunch coming out, but there's also a chance you'll be able to make stuff with fish and sea creatures and things.
0: Yes, the meaning has returned to the five people still playing Animal Crossing.
1: There will be a lot, lot more with this update. There's a lot more added to the game, which is getting all the community super galvanised. Yeah,
0: yeah, I have to admit, I've been playing too. actually. I've finally arisen from my seven-month Odin sleep that I've been in to the amazement of all my villagers all of them shielding their eyes as Jesus has returned to smite non-believers and start the revelation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and asking, where have you been, Alex? It's been seven months. I was worried about you. Are you mad at me? Have you been doing stuff that I'm missing out on? <laughs> well, in any case, it's really nice to see you. Welcome back.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of exactly what I got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that, though, what else have you been playing?
0: I completed Deathloop. I actually had quite a lot of fun with that one. Quite disappointed that there was only one way to solve the game. I kind of preferred it was more. But now I'm playing through Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm having an okay time with. It's not the best game in the world, but better than the shitty Avengers one last year.
1: Yeah, I think I watched you play the Avengers one and not only was it very strange seeing the game characters not look like the actors at all, but it also just looked a bit boring.
0: Yeah, it wasn't the best. This is about a half step better, but it's still a bit dull in places. It's kind of weird. It feels like the ultimate Square Enix game. It's got a little bit from Final Fantasy VII, a little bit from Life is Strange, a little bit from Tomb Raider, and it's all been put together in just one game.
1: I'm just imagining this scene at the end of the game where Groot has to choose between Saving the town from a big hurricane or letting his friend Rocket Raccoon die, (laughs) getting shot at the hands of some asshole drug dealer.
0: That's so perfect because I kind of can see the similarity between Groot and Max Caulfield. (laughs) 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 Okay, okay, getting back to the episode. We're getting started with our second episode today and we're going to play The Secret of Monkey Island. I feel it's important that we tackle this game on our second episode as it establishes a lot about what this podcast will be. This is not the Nintendo podcast. This is not the platforming podcast. And I do want to look at games like this, which have this massive cult following, but aren't widely recognised.
1: You want to give me a varied curriculum?
0: Absolutely. I think I know people who have said that Secret of Monkey Island is their favourite video game of all time. So it's got a love do not get me wrong this is a loved game but i'm not too sure what you'll already know about this
1: yeah i've heard lots of good things about the game especially from a youtuber called scarfulu
0: mm-hmm.
1: i i love his stuff he's really sweet
0: do you know what type of game this is
1: yes it's a point and click adventure game a
0: point and click adventure game have you ever played one before
1: I played a few educational games for kids. I don't know if anyone else remembers this, but in the UK, in like the early 2000s, as part of your free toys and your kids' cereal, instead of getting like some plastic piece of shit, you got an educational disc. There were the Horrible Histories audiobooks, mm-hmm. narrated by Terry Deary himself, which <laughs> are iconic. I think they've been uploaded to YouTube highly recommend those
0: sadly by that point i was long past children's cereal which is a real shame because it's always so tasty
1: yeah
0: just a week ago i had my niece staying over for a while and she left a box of cocoa Pops. So that was fun to finish
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes but the point and click ones i played there was the human body explorer which was like all that human- that
0: sounds so dirty <laughs> it
1: does but it's all about exploring the human anatomy and stuff and With not and not that kind of anatomy sandro right okay Get your head out the gutter!
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: And there's also the Science Explorer, where you point and clicked in like a few different rooms, and it took you to different places, and you get badges. There's walkthroughs on it on YouTube somewhere, which mm-hmm. were a nice walk-out memory lane.
0: Right, so these games... I just want to get my head around what this game involved in. Was there puzzles you solved? Was there items you collected what did you do
1: i think with science explorer as i said there were the badges and i think there mm-hmm. were items as part of that but you didn't really do very much it was just like a get all the badges and you've completed the game same went with human body explorer
0: <laughs> it's, it's too it's too easy isn't
1: it it's far too easy they really <laughs> opened themselves up for a whole bunch of exploring weird hands jokes. <laughs>
0: A bit of body exploration, if you get my drift, eh?
1: Green, green, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, sign them all. (laughs) You did say that it would be a pretty simplistic control because you're just using the mouse.
0: There's no physical skill to this game. It's all mental skill.
1: See, you told me that about Super Mario Bros 3. You said it was going to be a simple platformer. I'm going to psych myself up for some Street Fighter V type button mashes.
0: (laughs) I promise you, there's timing puzzles and that's the worst of it
1: i'll take your word for it the other point and click adventure games i know about are like broken sword and the dracula games
0: love broken sword genuinely broken sword one of my favorite adventure games i would love to look at them on the podcast but not for a while yeah (laughs) so what do you know about the secret monkey island
1: i know that there's a monkey island Mm -hmm. it has (laughs) secrets
0: Right, no, you can't just look at the fucking title and base it all from there.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. All right, in all seriousness, I know that <laughs> on this monkey island, there are pirates. Or people who want to be pirates.
0: So you know it's a pirate adventure. Yeah. Off the top of your head, who is your favourite pirate in real life? Or fiction, actually. I don't mind.
1: Oh, I think Extra History did an episode on her. She was just Chinese. She started off as a prostitute and eventually worked her way up to captaining a fleet of pirate ships
0: Ooh. oh um oh god what's her name give me a second we'll google it ching <laughs> yi sao is what i'm finding online
1: yeah i feel so bad for forgetting her name because it's real feminist history actually <laughs>
0: I'm surprised you didn't say Steve. No, sorry, sorry. Steed Bonnet.
1: Yeah, it's so easy to think it's Steve Bonnet because, like, who names their Wayne steed. St- exactly. steed? Steed. Exactly. Who steed. names? Who names their Wayne Steed?
0: I don't know. Somebody wanted a horse for our son. He's a good steed, so he is
1: someone who relies on autocorrect clearly (laughs) (laughs) we kind of know about him because the internet historian did a video on him and one of his sundance rejects steed kind of realizing a childhood dream with becoming a pirate i had a pirate alter ego when i was seven or eight called red-handed deborah
0: Sorry to break it to you, we all wanted to be pirates when we were kids.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm particularly special, but my pirate had like <laughs> a full name and everything.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I was just a pirate.
1: Just a pirate.
0: Yeah, he was just named Pirate. Maybe I just imagine him being Jonathan Davies from Corn's Son because he named his son Pirate.
1: Oh no. Who names their Wayne <laughs> Pirate? That's worse than Steve. Steed. I messed up. Steed.
0: So you know it's about pirates?
1: Yes. I've got my punnet of oranges to stop me from getting scurvy and we've got a bottle of rum that we can get torn into tonight as we're playing.
0: Left <laughs> yeah, leftover from Halloween.
1: It was also, was it not something that really heavily inspired the Pirates of the Caribbean films?
0: <sighs> See, I've been doing a minimal amount of research before we started recording and that statement is both unfair and kind of accurate.
1: <laughs> How that? That's a bit contradictory.
0: I'll explain more in the second half.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm intrigued.
0: So, you know it's to do with pirates and you know it has a tentative connection to Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Yes. How
0: are you expecting that influence from Pirates of the Caribbean to impact the story?
1: Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm assuming there will be, like, the scallywag pirate who's always drunk and gets into mischief. There's... Gleekit guy who wants to be a pirate and tries to be a pirate but never seems to sell the fact he's a pirate
0: of those two which do you think is the main character of the game
1: i think it's very bold for you to assume that it's either one of the two men that are the main character (laughs) i was literally about to mention the character keira knightley plays who also has quite a story arc Probably being more of a pirate than Will Turner.
0: But then becoming a whimpering simp who waits on a beach for once a year when her boyfriend shows up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean clearly that Will Turner sex is just too much to resist.
0: But they have a kid in one of the later movies, I'm pretty sure. Do they? Yeah, because that's what the fifth movie's about.
1: I didn't even know there was a fifth movie. I tuned out after the fourth one.
0: We fucking watched it in the cinema together.
1: That's how forgettable it is. I f- <laughs> right, I knew my memory is bad, but I can't believe that I forgot not only that the fifth film existed, but also that we went to see it.
0: Now, to be fair, it was one of those times that we're in the centre of town, we had four hours to kill, and we went to just watch a movie. It could have been fucking anything. But we watched the fifth parts of the Caribbean And it was dog shit.
1: See, is that the one with Penelope Cruz? I
0: can't fucking remember. I just know that I've seen this movie. I couldn't fucking tell you what it's about. Right, we are going around the houses on the subject, but you're making it sound like you don't know much about Secret Monkey Island.
1: I actually don't know anything about Secret Monkey Island.
0: Really? Not even the who the main character is? or
1: No, but I do know they were made by LucasArts.
0: Okay, so you know the game is made by admittedly it's not LucasArts yet it's actually Lucasfilm Games.
1: Ah. They
0: don't become LucasArts until the second game. Yeah. So you know that it's made by LucasArts and do you know their big famous connection to the world of cinema?
1: Yes, I'm assuming LucasArts or whatever it was called before that was founded by George Merchandising Rights Lucas.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. He is the one who created the company. Now, at the time, there were so many branches to the Lucasfilm. You know, THX and Industrial Light and Magic and Skywalker Studios.
1: Oh, is THX the one that go, The audience
0: is now deaf. Yes, yes, that is part of the lucas film kind of stable at the time okay so outside of midichlorian man george lucas is there any other famous names from lucas arts that you know
1: no not really
0: really so you don't know ron gilbert dave grossman tim schaefer no oh that's a surprise that's a real surprise i thought at least tim schaefer will have you know just penetrated the collective psyche enough which
1: (laughs) (laughs) penetrated
0: also now that i just hear that sentence said out loud greatly describes another game he's famous for but that's for another day
1: not leisure suit larry
0: (laughs) no oh god no
1: this is the first thing i thought of like weird sex games from the 80s
0: okay the phrase i said was penetrated the mind get your fucking filthy thoughts out of there
1: like you can talk (laughs) human <laughs> Explorer get some hands in there.
0: <laughs> you don't know who the main character of this game is then? I'm trying to use that comparison to Pirates of the Caribbean to see if you can maybe clue into what you expect of any of the characters in this game.
1: Well, no, I don't know anything about them other than the fact that they are probably monkeys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you think that Monkey Island is just the island of monkey people?
1: I mean, I know that we're all monkeys, really, <laughs> but like, I think that... The pirates on the monkey island are the monkeyest of monkeys. So as far as I know, the main character is called, like, Bubbles the fucking Chimp or something. <laughs>
0: oh, God. No, no. I mean, no. it would
1: be funny, but I'm, I'm probably wrong. No,
0: his name is about 5% less ridiculous than that.
1: Just 5%? I,
0: I'm sold on just 5%. Oh, boy. <laughs> You'll see it when you see it.
1: <laughs>
0: then what are you expecting from this game?
1: I point and click things, and I solve some puzzles. Okay. And a bit of a hoot and a holler
0: What kind of tone are you expecting from this?
1: I'm expecting it to be quite fun. One of the vibes I got from Scarfulu was that the game was quite fun, mm-hmm. and the characters are quirky and stuff.
0: Are you think it's going to be more on the levels of Mario, of being quite childish and very friendly?
1: I imagine it being funnier than mm-hmm. Mario. Because Mario's, like, fun, but it's not, like, comedy. Yeah. But I'm expecting this to have a bit of comedy to it.
0: Right. Okay, okay. Oh, I don't know how you're going to feel with this one. This is either going to be a game you can't wrap your head around, or you'll fucking love it. Admittedly, I didn't play Secret Monkey Island until the special edition release around 2009. Though that's not to say I have no exposure to the LucasArts adventure games of the time. Growing up, I was a massive fan of the Indiana Jones games they did. First The Last Crusade, but then The Fate of Atlantis, which I fucking loved.
1: The Last Crusade one is based on the movie.
0: Yeah, you literally can just copy what you do in the movie to beat the game.
1: But I don't remember there being a Fate of Atlantis Indiana Jones movie.
0: No, that was just a game.
1: Yeah, that'll probably be coming out in 2025.
0: They're already doing a reboot of the Indiana Jones movie that's due out next year. Really? Yeah, and he's brought his... We can't have a son anymore because we cancelled that one.
1: (laughs) His other son.
0: Yeah, he's brought his daughter along this time.
1: With a geriatric Indiana Jones. (laughs) Going under the sea to find this gambling city of Atlantis.
0: (laughs) With this episode then, I'm going to be smart and do this in the first half and go over our rules of gameplay. Rule one is that this time I'm not going to be doing a playthrough. I'll just be watching Jen play side by side. She'll be in full control of the game at all times and I will just be sitting beside her watching her play. Rule two is that Jen can ask me for hints at any times. Thanks, Game Facts. But I will keep my advice for when she's explored sufficiently enough that either she's missed a key item or is stumped on a solution. Number three, Jen will be expected to finish the game. It's not very long. I feel like if we're at the point which you want to tap out, we can just power through with me just taking over and telling you what to do yeah the version we'll be playing i want to play the game with the original graphics and sound design so we're not playing the special edition but the special edition does have voice lines that'll make it a bit easier for us to play side by side i managed to find a mod that takes the voice lines from the special edition and put it back into the original game and play what's called the ultimate talkie version which is the best way to play the secret monkey island right you do need a purchased copy of the game to run it so it's not entirely a fake copy but i do think it is quite on brand that we are playing a kind of pirate version of it
1: it's not proper piracy if you've actually purchased the game no
0: no no okay so you have your oranges yep you have your bottle of rum yep are you ready to set sail on this adventure
1: Yar.
0: okay let's get started Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It has been four weeks since our first half. Better turnaround this time. Yes. Do we get this faster each time we do it? I like this, I like this. So, what is your immediate thoughts on your time with The Secret of Monkey Island?
1: It's absolutely hilarious. (laughs) I adore it.
0: I'm glad. I'm so glad this went well. I think the difficulty of Super Mario really had me worried that some of the choices I was making with our earlier episodes. I'm glad this one went better.
1: Yeah, I think so. The controls for Super Mario Bros are inaccessible, but it's a lot easier to navigate things with point and click. It's just a mouse. You click things and solve puzzles. It's (laughs) not... You don't need as much dexterity.
0: I'm glad this went a lot better. I'm really glad this went a
1: lot better. Me too. There
0: was a part very early on, I'll go into better detail when we go through the game, that had you laughing so wildly that I knew... I was in for a good time watching you play this.
1: The first part of the game, you go into the scum bar and one of the pirates you talk to is a walking advertisement for Loom, LucasArt's previous game.
0: Yeah, a game that will never be covered outside of this sentence. So
1: Yeah. Sorry Loom fans.
0: <laughs> all three of you. <laughs> that's not fair. That's not fair. I'm sure there's plenty of people that like Loom. Don't know who they are, but I'm sure they exist. <laughs> but that advertisement had you laughing so crazily. I just knew at that moment she's going to enjoy this game.
1: What caught me off guard with that was the fact that there is an advertisement in-game.
0: Yeah, the fact the word advertisement was blinking on screen while he's ranting on about this game Loom.
1: I just, I couldn't not.
0: I'm really glad it just got to you because that's what this game's supposed to do. It's supposed to catch you a little off guard.
1: Yeah, which is good because there's a lot of stuff you'll find in there you don't expect.
0: We've come back to this podcast now. You are now officially a pirate
1: yar i be a pirate
0: you've even dressed like a pirate for the occasion something you insisted on doing despite me saying you didn't have to because this is not a visual podcast
1: oh no i really wanted to i've got my stripy top one of my many stripy tops and some fluffy pajama bottoms Mm -hmm. because i am what i'd like to call a zoom pirate (coughs) a pirate for the modern day
0: yes just jumping on other people's zoom calls and presenting your booty Okay, so let's get a bit more into this game. Sequel Monkey Island was released for all the major PC platforms of the time. I'm talking the Amiga, MS-DOS, IBM, Apple, Macintosh, and Atari ST. If it could run Office programs at the time, it could probably run this game. It's very compatible. There's versions that run on the most basic of graphics to what we were playing, which was the 1992 cd edition release we are playing a slight remaster of the original game it's pretty much the exact same game with the difference being slightly better graphics less command buttons the inventory displayed as images instead of text and with one joke removed right the amiga is always something that's so close to my heart especially here in glasgow where there's a very famous street market called the barras In the 90s, it was very famous for having pirate goods everywhere you looked. You'd find pirate movies, pirate music and pirate games.
1: So not pirate-themed music and not like Ailstorm and Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) Pirated things.
0: Yes, the pirates that are out to get you.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, that advert with like the fat guy branding all the DVDs. Doot, doof doof. Hilarious stuff. I used to be terrified of it as a kid, but I watched back and chortled so hard.
0: I always remember there'd be this section that would just have row upon row of floppy disks, all full of pirate Amiga games that you've used to buy and take home and play. I just have this vivid image of that. When I explain stories like that, it does kind of make sense that the Commodore failed, but it's still such an iconic image in my mind.
1: So we are very on brand.
0: Yes, because we have to talk about piracy in the game about pirates
1: yes i love me a bad boy
0: (laughs) i didn't do this in the first episode i really want to start getting the habit of asking you this question how would you describe a point and click adventure game
1: well the point and click is kind of clue in the title yeah you point and click
0: okay i'll start again how would you describe an adventure game
1: (laughs) well it's an adventure (laughs) you go through a story basically within the game and with a point and click adventure the mechanics are mostly solving puzzles and what dialogue you choose
0: i've always thought of adventure games being the games that are closest to books and films this game is very much a film where you are the main character you have to make the actions that move the story forward
1: yeah you can pretty much choose to be a nice person or a complete dick It doesn't make any difference to the story. Yeah. We're not at that point in gaming history, I don't think. But it's still like a little thing for you.
0: That is a fair point. You actually have played the very first Life is Strange game.
1: Yeah. Life is Strange is a game where your choices and what you say and do can actually influence the story.
0: Exactly. This game, for the most part, what you say doesn't matter. All that matters is that you get through the story. The element of where what you say matters the story is going to come later in the adventure game history. But we're not at that stage yet. Here it is just a whole story about pirates that you as a player are trying to navigate through. Now that you've played an adventure game, do you kind of get why I was a little bit thrown and trying to work out how it compared to your cereal box games?
1: yes what i'll say for science explorer is that you do have things to find in each room to point and click you do like your puzzles are basically your science questions Mm -hmm. but they're still puzzles
0: yeah absolutely absolutely it's just that story and that adventure to the whole thing in the adventure game funnily enough
1: the goal with secret monkey island as we've mentioned is to become a pirate the goal in Science explorer is to become a science explorer and win the approval of that little sun guy who follows you around.
0: Secret Monkey Island is the opus of a man named Ron Gilbert.
1: Not to be confused with Welsh stand-up comedian Rod Gilbert.
0: No, different man, but probably the same energy, I would say. <laughs> Ron Gilbert is an absolute superstar of the adventure game format. He shot to fame with his game Maniac Mansion which he designed as being a response to adventure games at the time have you ever heard of something called a text adventure
1: yes it's an adventure game (laughs) you play this right okay I'll, i'll stop that so a text adventure is got your story but instead of like clicking on things you've got to type out commands exactly back in the day your old computers before you had computer interface. Everything you wanted to do in the computer, you had to type out commands.
0: And at best it would be a little obtuse and at worst incredibly frustrating. It was that level of obtuse and annoyance that they tried to remove from these type of games when a rival company called Sierra made King's Quest. King's Quest was great, but still had that same problem of parsing text. You have a key and you type Put key in lock? No. Use key on door? No. Equip key? No. It's still that level of not knowing how to exactly translate the words in your head to the game.
1: Which is probably why you don't really see these mechanics anymore.
0: Not really. So when Ron Gilbert made Maniac Mansion, he created something called the Script Creation Utility for Maniac Mansion. This was a series of verbs that were put into boxes at the bottom of the screen that you could click on. So everything in the game revolves around these verbs. That is what is called the scum engine. The scum engine pioneers this entire game and what took a lot of the frustration out of adventure games. After he made Maniac Mansion, Ron Gilbert is also famous for writing an article called Why Adventure Games Suck. In it he called out other adventure game creators for some of the unfun annoyances people were putting in their game especially sierra who at the time were the kings of adventure game ironically enough (laughs) this was his mantra of what he was going to start doing to make his games more fun thankfully secret monkey island did get enough critical success that he wasn't considered a bit of an idiot for typing that up yes (laughs) There are two other people who are Ron Gilbert's right hand men in the design of this game. Dave Grossman and Tim Schaefer. All three of them are put down as the designers, writers, and creators of Secret Monkey Island. Sadly, Dave Grossman and Ron Gilbert were not gonna see much in future episodes. Tim Schaefer, we absolutely will. Why is that? Unfortunately, the other two leave LucasArts and don't really have much else to their name that is as pivotal. Tim Schafer on the other hand, does work with and without LucasArts that are so pivotal for the advancement of the adventure game genre that I really feel we need to cover them.
1: Are there any names I might know?
0: Games like Grim Fandango, Psychonauts.
1: I've heard of them. I always get Grim Fandango and Undertale mixed up.
0: There are two things that Ron Gilbert has cited as inspirations for the Secret Monkey Island. The first is a book by Tim Powers called On Stranger Tides.
1: Oh, I've not heard of that one.
0: It's a fantasy book from 1987 based around famous pirates of the pirating era, including Blackbeard and our good friend, Steed Bonnet.
1: <laughs> Steed Bonnet.
0: <laughs> it's a story about them going on a journey to find the Fountain of Youth. The book's not that good, I have to admit. I did read through it for this episode, but it's a bit obtuse and very slow in places not the best written thing i've read it does influence this idea of magic and wonder that people usually put into tolkien-esque fantasy and puts it into the pirating world which is why it inspired this game Ooh. the book was optioned into a movie but it was released as part of the pirates of the Caribbean franchise called Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides.
1: Oh, is that the one with Penelope Cruz in it?
0: Yes, the really bad fourth one. Not as bad as the fifth one, but still very fucking trash.
1: I mean, I will say that Penelope Cruz, I like her character in it, but the franchise at this point is very tired. It should have just been a trilogy, to be honest.
0: Speaking of Pirates of the Caribbean, the other big inspiration for Secret of Monkey Island was the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland
1: that's so they've come from the same place
0: yeah that's why it's this kind of feedback loop where pirates of the caribbean influences Sequel monkey island Sequel monkey island influences pirates of the caribbean so it feels a bit unfair to accuse one of ripping off the other i think they're both just Understanding that the wonder of piracy is something that makes for a great story.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking of my own writing and there are points where like some media that I am very inspired by and I use as a bit of a jumping point. So you're right, it is like a bit unfair to accuse something of plagiarism when homages exist.
0: Exactly, exactly. One last name that I want to bring up is the composer in Michael Land
1: the music is so good in this game
0: there are so many times in playing this game where I would stick on the opening theme song and just let it wash over me a little bit it just gives you this perfect feeling of wonderment and excitement that just make me want to play more and more of this game
1: you can imagine yourself during your pirate ship with your boombox or Bluetooth speaker playing the Secret of Monkey Island soundtrack, just the opening theme as the sea air rushes through your hair and into your ears and making them very sore.
0: It does have the element of being a sea shanty, absolutely.
1: Yes, some tracks definitely.
0: Something that you'd hear the pirates just jamming to while they're bored on the waters yeah (laughs) let's start going through the game and i just want to hang this out and just make sure this is clear for all future episodes we are going to spoil some things that happen in the story but at the same time it's not really like there's any great surprises that would ruin the game to know
1: yeah we're gonna not go through every single puzzle and how to solve them we'll have a few puzzles key puzzles but not everything because there's so many to go through
0: exactly exactly i have to say though In our first half, you're talking, that oh, I hope we get to become a pirate. Very, very first line of this game. Hi,
1: my name's Guybrush Threepwood and I want to be a pirate.
0: So I think you got to know that you definitely get to become a pirate in this game.
1: You will become a pirate.
0: It is inevitable. (laughs) So, would you agree with me now, the name Guybrush Threepwood, only 5% less ridiculous than Bubbles the Chimp?
1: Pretty much, yeah. A lot of the names you'll find going through the game are very stupid.
0: Yes. Not all, but definitely some. The name has actually got this great origin to it. Oh, yeah? The name Threepwood comes from P.G. Woodhouse book called The Brinksmanship of Galahad Threepwood.
1: I've actually been meaning to read some P.G. Woodhouse. My mum's a huge fan of uh, the right old Jeeves.
0: The name Guybrush is a temp name that stuck When they were designing Secret Monkey Island, before the character had a name, they just saved it as Guy. And on the program they were using called Deluxe Paint, sprites like Guy were saved as brush files.
1: Ah, right. Guy. Brush.
0: There would be a file called Guy.Brush.
1: Ah, that's pretty cool.
0: But yeah, it's just a temp name that stuck.
1: That's pretty cool. It's got its whole origin story. It is
0: just the perfect ridiculous name. That lets you know that this is going to be a ridiculous story.
1: Not as ridiculous as a text that I read in my formative years called Captain Underpants, where (laughs) the villain was called Professor Pippi Pippi Pants.
0: (laughs) The game opens and you arrive on Melee Island. Not Monkey Island just yet. You start on Melee Island, always styled with a TM at the end, which I did find funny. Yes. So at the start of the game, you meet the watchman who's going to basically be a background character throughout the whole thing. And he directs you to the scum bar. Now, this is actually a meta joke. In the scum engine, that section at the bottom of the screen that has all your verbs is called the scum bar.
1: Oh, right.
0: (laughs) And they named the bar after that bar.
1: Right, that's that's pretty good.
0: There's a lot of small, silly references. That's why when you get to the scum bar, which has an amazing piece of music to it, I have to say. It's just this great shanty music. I could walk into any bar, if I heard that music, I'd be staying for fine. It's just so fucking good.
1: You can talk to a whole bunch of the Scum Bar's patrons mm-hmm. to tell them, hey, I want to be a pirate. And they tell you info about the story so far.
0: Apart from the Loom guy who just rants on about Loom.
1: Yes, apart from the loom guy. <laughs> Genuinely, the scum bar is not too far off where I used to host karaoke.
0: <laughs> that was a job from an old place of yours where you used to be a karaoke host.
1: Yeah, it was it was very mixed, but um I would have wanted to stay in the scum bar a bit longer. Because I'm pretty sure they would have a mean karaoke night.
0: <laughs> not too sold on the beverage of choice? Grog?
1: So, for reference, Grog is actually just watered-down rum.
0: Yes, that's what it is in the real world. The recipe in this game, however...
1: Grog is a secret mixture which contains one or more of the following. Kerosene. Propylene glycol. Artificial sweeteners. Sulfuric acid. Rum. Acetone. Red dye number two. Scum. axle grease. Battery acid and or pepperoni (laughs) binge this (laughs) babish I genuinely would like to see him try this and try to substitute Hmm, what could I put in instead of glycol reminds me of uh, the Austrian wine poisoning scandal that happened in the 80s where because they couldn't get the sweet grapes that they need to make pretty cat's vine they added glycol to it to make it sweet
0: Yeah, that is not propylene glycol, but I'm willing to bet that the Austrian wine poisoning inspired putting glycol in the recipe.
1: (laughs) Apparently, apparently antifreeze tastes sweet enough to put into wine.
0: And into grog.
1: Yes, and grog.
0: At the Scum Bar, you meet the three pirate leaders who give you your quest to get you started in the game. You have to master the sword, master the art of thievery, and master the quest.
1: He means treasure hunting. Yes,
0: I do, I do. That is your starting impetus for the game. What gets you started is completing these three tasks in any order you like.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit sad I didn't get more time in the scum bar. Looked a lot of fun. The dog was cute.
0: Yeah, you can talk to the dog as well. <laughs>
1: it was really cute. I loved that.
0: This is also the point of the game where we get our first glimpse of the ghost pirate LeChuck.
1: Meanwhile, in the bad guy's base.
0: Yes. Ah, there's nothing like the hot winds of hell blowing in your face. What'd you think of him?
1: He was kind of like evil and bad and stuff. I didn't, I don't know, I didn't really have much to think about him, to be honest, other than he was bad guy McBad.
0: He gets a lot more screen time in later games
1: yeah one thing i will say that's super important with this game is just talk to everyone
0: you can't go wrong with talking to everyone
1: talk to everyone you'll get a kick out of it anyway and just any random item that you can pick up no matter how stupid pick it up yes they will be useful
0: try and pick up everything try and talk to everyone you will get further on the game that way for sure
1: and have more fun (laughs) most importantly
0: there's some mental dialogue that just exists purely to amuse you and not to move anything forward yeah (laughs) from here we now go and explore the town
1: because i was just you know exploring the town randomly i think i got to a seedy sit you know guy selling a treasure map the only treasure map in the whole game and then three uh, pirates of what was it what were they called
0: of low moral fiber I believe. yeah
1: pirates of low moral fiber they wanted to find a rat or an elephant or something and one of the dialogue options is i think your rat would pair well with a white wine sauce <laughs> which i picked and they were very annoyed at me for it you you've got the option to apologize i did not take that option because uh, (laughs) maybe it does pair well with the white wine sauce. I'm not to know. (laughs) But it did piss them off, so it was very funny.
0: It was at this point where you came across some of the more important characters in town with the shopkeep and with Otis. Yeah. The shopkeeper first, what do you think of him?
1: The shopkeeper, he's he's a cranky old man.
0: He's a cranky old fucker with a big beard. Yes. I don't know, there's something about him that looks like Uncle Albert from Only Fools and Horses.
1: (laughs) But what you do with him is you steal some stuff from a shop and in order to master sword fighting, you have to fight the sword master. And you ask him, can you find me the sword master of Melee Island?
0: Do you think you try to steal from him, but he wouldn't let you steal it?
1: Yeah, I sent him off to find the swordmaster of Melee Island and I tried to steal the sword and the shovel and he caught me and told me to put them back and I was a bit annoyed, but okay, fine, I guess.
0: No, you're going to have to pay for those.
1: Yeah, with money I don't have.
0: One other person you met in town at this time was the sheriff Fester Shintop,
1: Who takes an instant disliking to you.
0: Yeah, this bald, surly motherfucker who's instantly gets in your face the first time you meet him
1: he looks like he's walked straight out of a village people's video
0: yeah he does have this big 80s gay energy to him <laughs> yeah so after you got acquainted with the town you started to explore the island
1: the island music is is so cute
0: yeah the overworld map music
1: yeah you you point and click around like different parts of the town but to get from To different parts of the island you've got an overhead map with little dots marking each different place so you've got one place at the far north of the island which is a zipline to an attraction which we'll come back to there's the town and the lookout post there's a circus and there's a guy's house
0: (laughs) and there's also a giant boat dealership you can't overlook because there's big lit up thing on the map yes one of the first things you encountered on the world map though was the troll well Ron Gilbert openly admitted he was inspired by Pirates of the Caribbean ride and On Stranger Tides I know Tim Schaefer has talked about it, that he wanted to do for pirating legend what Monty Python did for Arthurian legend
1: ah uh, right
0: hence why this troll does have that line of
1: none shall pass <laughs>
0: such a holy grail quote if ever there was one yeah you get around him you i think you give him like a fish you found earlier on the island interesting thing though because you see the guy when you walk away the troll takes off his head to realize it's just a guy in a costume and then eats the fish he had black hair and a beard and apparently that was meant to be a joke of george lucas really (laughs) the graphics are not at the level you can make anything out but yeah the idea was that he takes off the mask of the costume and it's george lucas underneath it
1: (laughs) see i didn't i didn't realize that
0: he is just a man with black hair and a beard so it's not really like you can identify him it's just one of these meta jokes that have been revealed since the games came out
1: ah right so basically they were calling george lucas a great big troll
0: Seeing what he did to the Star Wars franchise, that's probably quite accurate, yeah. (laughs) Once you pass the troll then, you get to the circus.
1: Because what is a circus doing on this pirate island?
0: What is a circus doing anywhere these days, I
1: guess? (laughs) True.
0: If it's not Cirque du Soleil, I'm I'm not even sure if circuses are still a thing.
1: They are. You'll see posters of them. I mean, not, I don't know if we are living in the most boring apocalypse, but, you know, in the before times, you would see posters of circuses everywhere, pretty much. I don't know if they're as much of a thing anymore.
0: On this island you see the circus tent with the Fettuccini brothers in there
1: <laughs> who are arguing over who is going first to put themselves a the cannon and fire themselves across the room.
0: So the minute the Guybrush makes his presence known, they charge right up to him and offer him money to do it instead.
1: So that's how you that's how you make a living. And sadly you can't do it more than once to become a millionaire.
0: No, no. Though this is it's one of the points where I gave Jen a hint. Just you got an idea of how I was guiding Jen. They'll only let you do it once you have a helmet. I told Jen at this point, you will not find a helmet anywhere on Melee Island. That clued you in enough that you were to use the pot that you had found in the scum bar.
1: Yeah, you've to steal stuff from the scum bar before you do much else.
0: You use that pot as a helmet instead and get your money and that basically kicks off everything else
1: and then they argues to you know I'm going in I'm going in the cannon now which okay I guess I inspired something
0: cash in hand you then get yourself sorted with your spade and your sword from the shopkeep
1: because I actually buy them instead of steal them
0: yeah you've now got the money to buy these things and you also got the treasure map
1: yes um, I thought hmm, this treasure map might come in handy.
0: The money also allowed you to go somewhere else you found in the island, which is a house in the bottom right-hand corner.
1: Yes, there's a guy who will teach you how to sword fight because you don't walk in to the game knowing how to sword fight because where's the fun in already knowing how to do one of the things the game wants you to do.
0: Yeah, Guybrush's qualifications going into this game is he can hold his breath in water for 10 minutes.
1: That's it. That's all he can do.
0: That's all he can do. So, yeah, Guybrush can't sword fight. And that's when you meet a big surly fucker called Captain Smirk, who's going to teach you how to sword fight. Sword fighting in this game, though, this isn't some action game where you learn attack and counter moves.
1: Or time fight scenes.
0: No, no. So, Jen, can you explain how the sword fighting works in Secret Monkey Island?
1: So... What you do with a sword fight is your opponent gives you a bit of sass, like an insult. And to counter that and to stop him from poking you with a sword, you have to choose the appropriate comeback.
0: Yes, it is a joke-based combat mechanic. For example, one of the ones Captain Smirk teaches you is if someone says to you, you fight like a dairy farmer. The appropriate response to that is...
1: How appropriate. You fight like a cow.
0: <laughs> what did you think of the insult-based sword fighting?
1: I loved it. <laughs> I had so much fun with it. Now, what I will say is in order to practice your sword fighting, you have to stick to the overall map and wander around. You'll find little dots for your pirate opponents walking by. You have to be in their path for you to fight them.
0: Yes, they'll use new insults on you, which you don't know the response to. Then in future fights, you then use the insults yourself and see if someone can give you the appropriate response.
1: You will lose fights a lot. Like, a lot. So, But don't be disheartened by this, because the more you fight and the more you engage with these sword fights, the stronger pirate you become. You gather as many insults and retorts as humanely possible. And after, like, many, many, many fights, you will be good enough to fight the Swordmaster.
0: Some of the quips were written by Orson Scott Card, but even he has came out and said that he's not sure how many of his quips actually made it into the final game.
1: So, do you think there might have been a ghost writer
0: for some hey. of those quotes? <laughs> hey! Hey! Let's just practice a few of the quips. Let's see how let's let me test your knowledge and see how good you're at sword fighting.
1: It's been a while since I've fought the swordmaster, so I might be a bit rusty.
0: I'll have to punctuate these with sword fighting sound effects. Right. <laughs> Brilliant. Soon you'll be wearing my sword like a shish kebab.
1: Maybe I would if you stopped waving it around like a feather duster.
0: <laughs> People fall at my feet when they see me coming.
1: Even before they smelled your breath?
0: I once owned a dog who was smarter than you.
1: He must have taught you everything you know.
0: (laughs) What was your favourite insult of all of them?
1: There's so many, I can't choose which one I like. I'm not going to take your insulin sitting down.
0: Your hemorrhoids are acting up again, eh?
1: (laughs) There's so many to choose from, and you'll have a lot of fun going through them all. There are a lot of them, so just keep fighting.
0: Just keep fighting until you've learned enough. The game will start giving you clues when they thinks you've got enough to fight the Swordmaster.
1: I think the pirates will say you're going to to fight the Swordmaster. Yeah, they will. They'll be super impressed by your gun moves.
0: It was while you were looking for opponents, though, that you accidentally stumbled into a thicket in the middle of the island.
1: Yeah, I got lost in a forest. And tried to get out.
0: You wandered around, just clicking different exits to try and get out, and you seem to have stumbled into the fucking treasure.
1: I walked ass backwards into the lost treasure of melee.
0: You had the treasure map at this point. You haven't even looked at it. You wanted to do the sword fighting first.
1: Yeah, I wanted to do the sword fighting first, and I cannot believe it. I still can't believe that.
0: That is one of those things in that game that I didn't know how to do. I looked it up. I was ready to start advising you because even when I played it, I had trouble finding it. (laughs) But you just fucking, and I I watched her. I didn't even know that she was doing this, but she scrambled enough in the different directions that she just ended up wandering into the fucking treasure.
1: Yeah, so I can't give you very many hints for solving this puzzle because we both don't know how we did it. But the treasure map that you get isn't really a treasure map they're dance steps
0: it looks like dance steps but it actually is the directions you have to go to get to the treasure that you happen to stumble yourself through to
1: i still can't believe that actually
0: thankfully you already had bought the shovel
1: yeah i'd already bought the shovel and dig for the treasure so you spent a whole bunch of time digging it you get there and what you find is a t-shirt saying I found the treasure of Melee Island and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> I found that very funny.
0: So, one challenge stumbled the fuck into. <laughs> On to another. You got the shopkeep to unwittingly lead you to the Swordmaster's house.
1: What you do is you ask the shopkeeper I'd like to find the Swordmaster of Melee Island. And he'll go, Right, looks like I've got to do the long hike to find her. She doesn't want to fight anyone. She doesn't want to fight you. She's taken a dislike to you in particular. So I'm just going to go on this long hike to tell her that some asshole wants to fight her.
0: Yeah, you just follow him. And yes, it goes back through that thicket again.
1: It does.
0: He leads you to the Swordmaster, Carla. What do you think of her?
1: very attractive
0: yeah she's this black pirate with an afro who just has this badass look to her
1: yeah and this really like sultry voice and she's also like she's a very strong character as well she does not put up with your shit she's very like i don't have to fight you but yeah i like her i like her a lot yeah
0: And that's when you have to get the sword fighting with her. And you panicked when she started using sword insults that you didn't know.
1: Yeah, like I went in kind of like expecting the usual thing. But her insults are different to the ones that everyone else has. Hence why she's the sword master.
0: This is the thing I fucking love. Even though her insults are different, it's the same list of responses that you used to beat her. Yes she'll use one like I will milk every drop of blood from your body which you happen to beat her with
1: how appropriate, you fight like a cow
0: it's it's this system that you beat not by learning her insults but just by thinking your way out of the box this great use of cunning and wits to beat her that I fucking love, you actually got a lot of that yourself
1: yeah it was that moment where I figured out that I am equipped to beat this woman was just amazing. It's just a perfect moment.
0: So you beat the Swordmaster at which point she gives you proof that you beat her which is a t-shirt saying
1: I beat the Swordmaster and all I got was this lousy t-shirt.
0: <laughs> and now you have one task left which is the art of thievery. This is one of the points where we flat out didn't know what to do. I have a vague memory of how to beat this game. You. We're asking me for hints here and there, but this is one of the times that you flat out don't even know how to get started with this.
1: So you had to give me a little nudge.
0: Yeah, because you have to get to the governor's mansion, which is guarded by piranha dogs.
1: <laughs> yeah, piranha dogs.
0: You could steal a hunk of meat from the scum bar and feed them to the dogs, but they would just devour it and not really do anything. We were completely lost, so we did have to look up online and saw that you have to find some poisonous flowers which i can't remember that was signposted before i think otis may have brought them up
1: yeah he was imprisoned for stealing them i think
0: you befriend otis and he tells you that he got arrested for picking the flowers
1: which is your hint and does he not say like what the flowers do
0: i can't remember i really can't i'm gonna have to look into that either way you get these poisonous flowers you rub them on the meat and you feed them to the dogs
1: And, uh, yeah, you you kill kill those dogs.
0: No, 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 no. The game very blatantly
1: says... Important notice. These dogs are not dead. They are only sleeping. No animals were harmed during the production of this game. Yes, I'm sure.
0: Yes, yes, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what I will say about those dogs is that they fall asleep for the rest of the game.
0: Yeah, they never wake up which is a very, very deep sleep.
1: You put those dogs in a bloody coma.
0: Yes, yes. Coma, that's what we did with (laughs) them. Yeah. (laughs) So now you get into the Governor Marley's mansion, a name you've only heard so far you've not actually met the governor. In the Governor's mansion, you started wandering around and you walked into a room. It was at this point that Fester Shintop, the sheriff, reveals that he's been waiting for you this entire time and follows you into the room.
1: But you guys fight.
0: Yeah, well you allege to a fight this is one of the economic humors in this game all the fighting is happening in an off-screen room you can't see the fight the only thing that clues you into the fight is the little text box that will come up in the scum engine at the bottom half of the screen that would just say things like use vase on shine top." but also have weird things like hypnotize qualsome rhinoceros push the red button and these other weird phrases, they just have this idea of a massive, massive fight that's happening that you can't see until something like Guybrush is thrown out of the room through a painting and back into view.
1: <laughs> it makes you wonder, you're going through this fight and you wonder why she got all this stuff in her kitchen? The other
0: thing is you don't know what room it is. It I
1: assume a- it's the kitchen.
0: It could be the kitchen. It could be the living room
1: or the conservatory
0: could be her sex dungeon we don't know
1: <laughs> I mean wouldn't put it past her
0: true but I want to know why she has a yak with wax lips in her sex dungeon though
1: <laughs> oh no I don't know about that
0: and the gopher horde let's not forget that
1: <laughs> yeah I don't know what's been invading that dungeon
0: The gopher hoard does actually give you an item that you do take out of this room of the gopher repellent. That's something you do trade with Otis the prisoner to get his auntie's carrot cake that she made for him, even though as you openly say, he doesn't like carrot cake.
1: I remember my friend uh, got a packed lunch at school and Her mum kept packing a ham and tomato sandwich, even though she didn't like ham nor tomato. And just never, I don't know, she never had the heart to say, like, hey, I don't like ham and tomato.
0: Maybe she should try to open it up, realise her mum's been trying to sneak her a file into her lunch every day. (laughs) Because that's what Otis's aunt was doing at this time, because there's actually a file hidden in the cake that he could have used this entire time to try and get himself out of jail
1: he's you know starving in a prison cell and he's still not wanting to eat carrot cake he's only got himself to blame to be honest
0: yeah because he does point out that he's not eating the the carrot cake he doesn't like carrots but he is eating the rats
1: shame he doesn't have a white wine sauce to pair with it
0: <laughs> so you take the file and go back to your mental fight with Shine Top, and you eventually walk away with the item you're supposed to thieve called the idol of many hands this is the point where you met governor marley for the first time yes what do you think of her
1: Ooh, she's very cute i like her i i don't know like just the female characters in this game they are they've just got such bisexual energy and i'm living for it so much
0: all the men in this game seem to be a bit incompetent but the women are all so on the ball Absolutely prepared and
1: could ha- wipe the floor with all the pirates on that island.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Hey, it is basically a matriarchy.
0: It kind of is, because all the men are these kind of incompetent drunks or useless fops in the same guy brush. Yeah. But yeah, all the women in this game just kick ass.
1: I mean, all the more reason to move to Melee Island. <laughs> it is a feminist utopia. With having said that, there are not enough women in Melee Island. All the more reason, ladies, move to Melee Island. Get that ratio straightened out.
0: <laughs> I, I did love it when you first meet her, though. Guybrush has a problem speaking to women. So all of your phrases that you can say as response are just stammers.
1: Having said that, like he says he's got a problem speaking to women and yet manages to beat the Swordmaster. Clearly, it's just women he finds attractive. And I don't understand why he wouldn't find Carla attractive. But okay, I guess. Go have no taste, Guybrush.
0: (laughs) You come out of the governor's mansion and you run into Fester Shintop, who's still a bit pissed from your fight. So he decides to take you to the docks, ties you to the idol and throws you into the water.
1: He's a delightful fellow. What can I say?
0: Now, this bit in the game is very notable for being only time in the entire game where it's possible to die really there is not another thing in this game that can potentially kill you other than if you don't get out of the water in 10 minutes
1: see that's the thing i don't know why i said really because he's going to drown
0: but it's just that idea that nothing else we're going to talk about this episode is potently deadly to guybrush in the game's mechanics this was a big thing in ron gilbert's essay why adventure games suck King's Quest was famous at this point for having bullshit deaths, where you would just be clicking on a bit of field and oh no, the ground gave way, whoops, end of game, hope you saved recently. He made it very goddamn clear he wanted that to be taken out of adventure games. So with this game, nothing else could kill you, not the poisonous flowers, not insulting the people in the scum bar, not even the cannibals that we'll get to later. None of them will kill you. The only thing that will is if you don't get out of the water in the 10 minutes that Guybrush says he can hold his breath for.
1: It was very frustrating solving that puzzle to get out of the water.
0: Yes, because there's all these sharp things that are just out of arm's reach.
1: So many. And then you listen up to Over Your Head where there are two pirates who are contemplating dropping their weapons after like stealing something or what was it
0: they're in some sort of predicament when they need to dispose of their weapons
1: and then after talking and talking and talking they decide nah we're not going to do it we'll keep our swords after all i think i like made an audible it was so annoying and then just to top it off right i thought to myself can i move the idol so i picked it up and used the ladder to get out of the water,
0: because that's th- you were really panicking. Like, what do I do? What do I do? Like Jen, you've picked up this idol once before, so why is it weighing you down? At which point you picked up the idol and you could just put it in your pockets.
1: <laughs> I think I screamed. <laughs>
0: you did you didn't take well to that
1: because i was really scared that i was gonna drown and die and then (laughs) i thought like oh you gotta solve this puzzle in like a badass way you managed to cut yourself free and swim to the surface no just put it in your pocket and climb out of the water
0: Uh! there is actually one thing i do want to talk about this is the only point in the game where you can die but there is one joke you didn't get to see. If you drown, it doesn't go straight to game over. Instead, you start floating all of the buttons in the scum engine bar. I'm going to keep calling it the scum engine bar to not confuse it with the location called the scum bar. All of the buttons in the scum engine bar all change to become things like bloat, decompose, bob, rot, and order hint book.
1: <laughs> order hint book?
0: Yes. <laughs> Which, if you click, then comes up with a number for 1-800-STAR-WARS.
1: <laughs> right? 1-800-STAR-WARS? Yeah.
0: It's, it's, I, I don't know if it was a real... I'll have to look into it and find out if that was a real hotline at the time. Turns out it was. But yeah, that would be what one of the buttons did. But it was a joke you missed.
1: Yeah, because uh, I managed to solve the puzzle on time with a bit of help.
0: Speaking of jokes you missed, because of the way we... Did things in the game there was one scene you missed when you come out of the water. Could you come out of the water and oh no Lachoca has kidnapped Governor Marley. there is a whole scene of Governor Marley and Guybrush that you miss
1: If you do the art of thieve that he won last, you miss a love scene
0: yeah, so admittedly this is one of the times I did break out YouTube so you could watch this scene. Of Guybrush and Marley falling madly in love
1: Who would have known or even cared If you'd let me drown I would have, Guybrush Oh, Governor Oh, Threepwood Oh, Elaine Oh, Guybrush Love Muffin Sugar Boots Honey Pumpkin Plunder Bunny Kiss Me no we mustn't what so when i got out of the water and the lookouts say, oh my goodness, Governor Marley's been kidnapped by that bastard LeChuck. Guybrush is proclaiming, I shall rescue Governor Marley, because I'm in love with her and yada yada. And I'm just thinking, you met this woman for two minutes and you're already in love with her? What?
0: Yeah, it does give you a bit more context if you see that scene first.
1: <laughs> yes, it does. You can at least see the infatuation there.
0: But then it's decided. Guybrush is going to gather a crew Go get a boat and sail to Monkey Island after LeChuck.
1: So you've got to go around the island seeing who is available to be a member of your crew.
0: Yes. There are three people you can recruit for your crew. You've got Otis from the jails. You break him out of jail by using the grog from the scum bar. Yes. Because it's that fucking caustic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yep, uh, it can burn uh, metal. Imagine what it does to your insides.
0: Yeah, so you manage to get it to the jail. You pour it on the lock and it melts it. Otis goes, yeah, fuck you, buddy, and runs off. Thankfully, he comes back by the end.
1: Yeah, when you're gathering your crew, he comes back to join you. And I hated him for a bit because he double-crossed and betrayed me. But just thought you know what yeah you're you're a lovable scamp oh, i can't not have you on my crew
0: you also recruit the swordmaster, much to your delight
1: i was so happy that she was on my crew like you've got no idea
0: and the third person you recruit is a pirate up off the north of the island called mr Meathook, which just sounds like such a dirty name
1: it does doesn't it it
0: really does yeah so with your crew assembled now it was about finding a boat this is where you run into stan
1: oh god this guy Ugh, i hate i hate that man i hate him so much
0: this guy talks in such salesman bullshit waving his hands around in this tacky looking plaid suit he is an absolute annoyance but i kind of fucking love him
1: i despise stan the used car sales sorry used boat salesman there's lots of funny dialogue pretty hilarious stuff, but oh my god, like, imagine encountering this guy in real life, like, very, very punchable. There are a few different boats that you can get, but the one you're aiming for is up the back and it's a piece of shit. But It's the only one that's ever been to Monkey Island and came back.
0: Yes, and you start haggling over the boat. This was more of a battle for you than the fucking Swordmaster.
1: It was. He is awful he's an awful awful man
0: because he's it's this whole kind of like you have to haggle on the price and he tries to punch you in the fields as many times as he can
1: yeah he brought my non-existent marriage into this oh your wife must hate you for being such a cheapskate and i'm thinking that's not true my wife loves a good bargain and at the end he guilt tripped me and says that his children wouldn't get Christmas. And I thought to myself, fuck your kids. Fuck the children. (laughs) Fuck them. I do not care about your children. I want this pirate ship on the cheap.
0: Battle over then. You assemble at the pier with your crew to one side and your ship out in the water.
1: And Stan's looking at the ship and he's like, you know what? I don't know if I can sell this to you. I think I might give you your money back. We're having a real moment. And then one of the ship's masts just falls. It just topples over.
0: How could I sell something so dear? Then again, a deal's a deal, right? Fucking snake oil salesman, this man.
1: Yeah, genuine. Get your arm off me, you can complete utter scumbag you were guilt tripping me about your children not getting christmas two minutes ago you're not my friend go away
0: it was at this point though just the end of act one where we reveal the giant twist that the entire time that fester shined up was LeChuck.
1: i was in a state of shock actually when i found that out does he not like tear his skin off or something like that yeah yeah really gnarly stuff
0: it's portrayed as the ghost ripping off a costume yeah and that's it that's the end of the first act you now have your crew you now have your ship or most of it and it's off onto the sails the monkey island and act two starts and immediately all of your crew mutiny
1: i was very betrayed i was surprised shocked appalled two minutes ago right they were all about like yeah we want to rescue the governor because we love her and then the minute you get the ship and you're out they're like oh, are we getting paid for this no yeah no we're just gonna go cruise around the caribbean we're not gonna help you rescue the governor like we wanted to two minutes ago and you're too weak to tell them to be a crew and help me rescue the governor so you have to do everything yourself
0: yeah they refuse to help and you might as well be running the ship yourself
1: you might as well have not bothered getting the crew together carla my love i expected better from you <laughs> otis you know wouldn't put it past the guy he's not to be trusted meat Hook, i thought genuine guy but no they're a bunch of arseholes i'm doing this myself yes i guess
0: it was then that you started exploring the ship and you found a very strange recipe that reported to lead you to monkey island
1: i mean you think grog was bad this was even stranger
0: The recipe consists of one cinnamon stick, four leaves of mint, one human skull pressed, one squirt squid ink, two parts monkey blood, one live chicken, three ounces of brimstone, and one or more of the following. Pyridoxine hydrochloride, zinc oxide, yellow eight, mine mononitrite, or BHA.
1: Most of those, I don't even know what they are. (laughs) It's a very bizarre recipe but you have all the ingredients you need for this horrendous abomination of a pot soup
0: that was another rule of ron gilbert a lot of the items that come from things earlier in the game are things you pick up to solve other puzzles so you definitely have them in your inventory anything that you don't have in your inventory can be found on the ship yes it was another rule that you cannot lock yourself into a point of the game where you can't proceed
1: Right, so what would happen if, say, I hadn't collected everything?
0: Excluding the stuff that was on the ship, every one of the items you had to come here already carrying, such as the one live chicken you substitute with the rubber chicken. That rubber chicken you needed to go get meat hook because it's got a pulley in it. So there's things like that where items that you definitely needed to solve earlier puzzles and are still in your inventory since then. It's part of its good design. There is a real sense of not leaving you without
1: Yeah, which is very handy, especially for new players like me. It's really good that um, Ron Gilbert made sure that everything was accessible and there was no really obtuse, annoying control decisions. Yes. It made it for me, put it that way.
0: That recipe collected then creates a potion so potent it knocks you out. Yes, And when you wake up, you find yourself outside Monkey Island.
1: Yeah, like the ship takes you to Monkey Island.
0: Yes, there's zero explanation as to why this recipe takes you there. It is part of the background magic that just kind of drapes over the world. Yeah. With that then, you manage to get in the cannon and you fire yourself at Monkey Island.
1: (laughs) And then we get to part three.
0: Yes, now we're on part three of the game. We're now on Monkey Island. We get to finally explore the eponymous Monkey Island TM. Yeah. (laughs) First thing you meet on the beach is Herman Toothrock. What did you think of good old Herman?
1: I did not like him either. I think what rubbed me up the wrong way was him saying, I've only been waiting 20 years to talk to somebody civilised. I don't mind. And I'm thinking, oh no, it's Robinson Crusoe. Ah, No, not again.
0: Yeah, you have a hate of the book Robinson Crusoe, don't you?
1: Yes, I do. I hate it. Earlier on, you were talking about King's Quest. Yeah. Early adventure game, difficult and obtuse and frustrating to play.
0: Very much so, yeah.
1: Because it was an early one, they're still figuring themselves out. Robinson Crusoe is kind of the same thing. It's one of the early novels. Because of that, it is obtuse and frustrating to read. There are no paragraph breaks, which I really struggled with that. And also, Robinson Crusoe as a character. I dislike. There's one point earlier on in the novel where he sells his friend into slavery. Like, who does that? What a dick! He gets stuck on this island, shipwrecked. He's on his own, and he's trying to settle and make a good life for himself on this island. And instead of thinking, "Oh wow, I really miss the companionship of having another human being on this island," he encounters cannibals, just like Herman Toothrot does in this game, and he befriends this cannibal one of them and takes him on as pretty much his slave he names the cannibal friday after the day he captured him and gets friday to call him master the whole time yikes
0: so the minute you met herman you just had these robertson crusoe vibes
1: yes And the fact, instead of being portrayed as this aspirational character, Robinson Crusoe's got a myth around him where, oh, wow, he's managed to live in a desert island. And, wow, I would love to be like him and make the best of being on a desert island. The passive aggression between Herman Toothrot and the cannibals is really, really funny, which I would not put it past Robinson Crusoe to do.
0: If Robinson Crusoe's book is him trying to big up his exploits, in truth, he is really just leaving passive aggressive notes around an island.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm so sorry for this big, long rant, but honestly... (sighs) I hate Robinson Crusoe and a lot of my friends who are on my course feel exactly the same way.
0: So that gives you just bad vibes all round with her into a throat.
1: Yes, but he's only the other person on the island, so I guess I've got to be nice to him, I suppose.
0: He does describe himself as the only civilised person on the island.
1: Which is stands in stark contrast to the little passive-aggressive notes that are left for people that aren't civilized and inverted commas it's it's a problematic language but we know it's herman that's the problematic one it's not encouraged in the narrative i imagine that herman tooth is a parody of robinson crusoe you're not supposed to like herman
0: with herman out the way you did start to now explore what you could of monkey island At this point in the game, I was trying to really step back and not give you hints. Leaving to your own devices then, you did manage to find yourself in a situation where you fired a rock and sunk your pirate ship.
1: Which, I mean, good. (laughs) I was very pleased, actually. It's as good as they deserve, quite frankly, for betraying me. How dare they?
0: (laughs) Admittedly, though, at this point in the game, the puzzles were getting a bit obtuse, so... I eventually guided you through quite a lot of the puzzles on the island because it just saved you a lot of infuriating back and forth, especially some of the stuff that you may have not realised you could click on.
1: Yeah, like you need to find a way to get bananas off one of the trees and you can't just shake the trees because (sighs) puzzle, but there is a way that you can do it in the same way I managed to sink my pirate ship.
0: Yeah, you eventually lob your giant boulder at a tree on the beach, which is what you're supposed to do with that boulder, not kill your crew.
1: Yeah, it's an optional thing, and I'm really glad I took that option.
0: Hitting the ship does change a small part of the ending that we'll get to.
1: The one time where your choice somewhat matters.
0: After solving enough of the puzzles and getting through the island, you eventually ended up in the cannibal village.
1: Yeah, you finally get to meet the cannibals after your encounters with them as of yet have just been passive aggressive notes left by herman left no there were other ones left by the cannibals i'm pretty sure
0: just this idea of these scary cannibals just being the equivalent of shit roommates
1: (laughs) yeah i have heard horror stories of one one roommate that one of my friends had who would actually leave little post-it notes of like you know stuff like yeah you better do the dishes or whatever (laughs) it was very very funny
0: Meeting the cannibals, though, you first off realise that they are all very lovely people.
1: Yes, uh, they're a lot nicer than one would expect from cannibals.
0: I did have a good chuckle when they described themselves as the only civilised people on the island.
1: I loved that because it's like a good little dig at Herman and also a dig at people from Robinson Crusoe's time and texts like it cannibals on certain islands are always portrayed as savages it was a really nice refreshing touch for them to say that they're the only civilized people on the island which you know what probably true
0: they're portrayed as being socal hipsters but they also eat people
1: yeah but they're trying not to eat people
0: we've been trying to stay away from red meat only for health reasons we're still as vicious as ever Cannibals have to watch their saturated fats just like everyone else. (laughs) Talking with the cannibals, there's one thing they do bring up. They have a special potion that can defeat the pirate ghosts, but involves using a particular route that LeChuck has found and stolen and keeps on a ship. This is your one clue of a way to beat the evil pirate. So along with getting on his ship to save Governor Marley, we have to get on and get this route as well.
1: And bring it back to the cannibals so they can make the special potion, which we will come back to.
0: It was at this point that they tell you of their key to get into a giant monkey head on the east side of the island that leads you to the underneath of the island where the pirate LeChuck's ship is hiding.
1: But... Herman has it.
0: You realise it's actually this big bitchy fest between the cannibals and Herman.
1: Yeah, it's a stalemate.
0: Herman has the key and won't give it back until the cannibals give back his banana grabbers, which they borrowed from Herman, and they won't give it back until they get their key. It's a catch-22 that it falls to Guybrush to break. With enough problem solving, you eventually get to the point where you have the key, which turns out to be a giant cotton swab. (laughs)
1: which i enjoyed that was funny
0: it's one of those very iconic images from the game of Guybrush holding a giant cotton swab looks a bit like he's on gladiator yeah but yeah you use the giant cotton swab to pry open the monkey's ear to open the door
1: yeah gotta clear out that monkey head's earwax
0: this giant stone monkey head you put the cotton bud in his ear and wiggle it around until the tongue opens you can get inside
1: and then you've got a huge labyrinth to go through to try and find LeChuck's ship. You'll never get through that the first time.
0: Of course not. You're not designed to. You're supposed to go in there and get lost. The trick is you have to go back to the cannibals who can give you a shrunken head who will guide you through the puzzle.
1: But they won't give it to you because it's super rare and really good. They only have one.
0: And they'll only give it to you if they can replace theirs. This is one of the very few times in the game where I didn't prompt you and just let you cheese the puzzle yourself.
1: I had to just feel my way around, rummaging my pockets. Oh, I forgot, I forgot. And put it this way it's one of the brochures
0: yeah it's a bit of wordplay you have to kind of look into it was cool to experience your very first instance of cheesing
1: yes you'll need to explain the concept of cheesing to people who don't know
0: cheesing is the art of when you don't know what the solution is so you just try every option until you find the right one the adventure games of the time were built on cheesing
1: yeah just going through whatever because you've got no clue where to go from there
0: with ron gilbert's philosophy of that there's no death and no failure you pretty much have a blank slate to cheese as much as it takes to solve the puzzle yeah guide head in hand literally guide head in hand you're holding it up (laughs)
1: like a
0: torch until it guides you to the chuck ship
1: so that's like another puzzle in itself but it does make navigating around that labyrinth so much easier
0: the only way you can get through the chuck ship is to use...
1: It's a necklace of human eyeballs that will make you invisible to ghosts.
0: Yes. We get to the chuck ship and...
1: There's a whole bunch of pirates having like a drunken jam session.
0: Yes, just a bunch of pirates enjoying a big sea shanty.
1: If you try to go on the ship without the eyeballs, the pirates will catch you and go, hey, what are you doing here? You're not a ghost pirate. They'll chase you off, yeah. They won't kill you, but you can run away.
0: But now we're on the chuck ship. So close to the enemy, but not yet ready to beat him
1: yeah you do have to do a bit of sneaking and try and steal a key from him
0: you managed to get your hands on some ghost tools i think they're called
1: yeah i managed to get my hands on some ghost tools to help me get the route
0: i do love there's a small reference to this puzzle that when you break it open a little jingle from indiana jones place
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i got a kick out of that
0: A little nod to the previous game of The Last Crusade that came out before Loom.
1: Ah, right, I you.
0: But you now have the root. You take it back to the cannibals, who brew up the potion.
1: See, it pairs well with vanilla ice cream. Yes. It's for no reason, as far as you know. But you expect those kind of weird things from dialogue at this point.
0: But now you have your seltzer bottle with the root potion inside, ready to fight LeChuck. You go back to his ship and find... That he split to go back to Melee Island and marry Governor Marley.
1: A forced marriage that you've got to stop, which was a bit annoying.
0: <laughs> you needed the route, admittedly, which you couldn't have got back in Melee Island.
1: It wasn't a completely wasted journey, no.
0: There is a great joke here. When you come back and find the ship's gone, Herman then shows up and says he'll take you back to Melee Island. Because you remember, you've sunk your ship. Yes. But At this point, you then meet Herman, who says you can use his lifeboat to get back to Melee Island, but only on the grounds that you come back and rescue him later.
1: He has the boat and he stays on that island for 25 years, despite having a way off of it.
0: It's so Monty Python though. Yeah. That he has the boat there, but he needs you to come rescue him. Back onto Melee Island though, when we get to the last chapter of the game Guy Brush kicks butt.
1: Yes. Mm.
0: With the special root potion in hand, you're now ready to beat the pirates.
1: On your way to the church, you encounter ghost pirates. And you got to scoosh them with your ghost spray.
0: Yes, ideally while giving them a good cool one-liner.
1: Yeah, you got to give them a cool one-liner first. You're a Guybrush Fleetwood. That's your thing.
0: Yes, you're here to kick ass and take names.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: You get through the town, beating the pirate ghosts as you come across them, and you get to the chapel. Right at the front is the ghost pirate LeChuck.
1: You have to shout a cool line. And all I say is, stop the wedding.
0: Yeah, you get a choice of lines and you kind of go with stop the wedding, which is a good line. It's not a bad one. But you see this veiled bride next to LeChuck. This is the first time in the game where it's proper LeChuck standing out against Guybrush. These two facing off always stems to such an iconic moment in all the future games. It's so weird to see this first one.
1: (laughs) I'm in the moment. I'm like... Yeah, I'm going to sword fight this guy. I've mastered the art of sword fighting. I'm going to become a true pirate by beating LeChuck and and saving the girl I love. When Governor Marley turns up and says, Hey, uh, I had an escape plan already and you kind of ruined it.
0: In the middle of these two having a verbal contest of words, which is such a schoolboy argument. I can't believe your audacity.
1: Well, I can't believe your stupidity well
0: i can't believe your frivolity
1: well i can't believe you're in well,
0: in the middle of this fight a rope validity? descends from the ceiling well, and it's you're the atrocity. actual governor marley well,
1: and she's all validity. oh yeah i well, had an I escape plan validity. but you ruined it for me but who is the true bride she turns around and it's two monkeys standing on top of each other yes <laughs> I love how LeChoc is so face-blind that he can't tell the difference between Governor Marley, who he's been after for years, and two monkeys standing on top of each other.
0: Yes, that's just part of the humour.
1: Part of the humour, which is just glorious. See, I realised in that moment that the true damsel in distress that you're to rescue is Herman (laughs) Toothrock.
0: If Governor Marley's been safe this entire time, he has been the only damsel.
1: Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of people out there who fucked off with their pirate ship and left them behind.
0: We didn't explain this at the time, admittedly, but the pirate ship that we did ride, the only ship to ever go to Monkey Island and come back, did used to belong to Herman Toothroth.
1: Ah, I forgot about that. Yes, yeah, so... I sunk his ship, basically. But
0: yeah, he is the only person in this game who's actually needed your help.
1: Yes, and I am proud that I gave him that help. Even though I didn't really like him all that much, he kind of needed saving. He needed to go back.
0: So it turns out this entire time you saved Roberson Crusoe.
1: Yeah, I guess. I felt <laughs> like I'd done a good deed, even if it was for someone who didn't deserve it.
0: All that's left is the final encounter. Guybrush versus LeChuck. Guybrush pulls out his seltzer bottle and it breaks. Yeah, it doesn't squirt.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. And then Captain LeChuck swings his arms round and then gets like a good uppercut that launches Guybrush into the sky and so does the bottle of magic cannibal potion and it just goes away to another part of the island and i I think i cried a little bit because i worked so hard to get that fucking rip potion
0: yeah but no you're going to have to fight without it you get a good few minutes of lechuk knocking you around the island with these uppercuts sending you all around melee island until you come crashing back down in Stan's used boat Emporium.
1: My head is right through the vending machine.
0: <laughs> yes. The broken vending machine. The, earlier in the game, you did try to put a coin in, but wasn't able to get anything out of.
1: It was Chekhov's vending machine.
0: <laughs> yes, a vending machine that we did see in Act 1 did end up getting used in Act 4. Yes. <laughs> you come crashing down through this machine. You knock a bottle free. And just after LeChuck... Knocks Stan with a big wind up punch into the sea.
1: Which I found very satisfying. He really needed a good old punch.
0: <laughs> truck then turns his attention to you and starts winding up. At which point you notice there was a bottle at your feet.
1: And I thought, oh, I'm going to smash it over his head and we're going to have an epic fight scene because I've got a sword, I think, when actually. It's the anti-ghost potion that I worked for a whole act to get. It was fucking root beer. (laughs) It was root beer that I could have got from the vending machine if I broke into it hard enough. (laughs) I was so angry. I just had an absolute meltdown (laughs) for a good hour just thinking it was root beer, root beer the whole time.
0: Have you ever actually tried root beer? Never. You know what? Hold that thought. Okay, I managed to take a very quick trip out to Asda and I managed to find Australian root beer.
1: Family owned Australian root beer.
0: Bundaberg.
1: Bundaberg. I've got a
0: few bottles of this and I'm going to try this on the podcast. Right. Jen's first interaction with root beer. Bottoms up.
1: Cheers. Tastes like cough medicine. It
0: does taste like mouthwash, doesn't it?
1: No wonder those pirates melt and disintegrate the minute it hits their skin.
0: We'll have to take the cannibals' advice and try it with vanilla ice cream. A series of words that I would thought I would never say in my life, yet here we are.
1: Yes. (laughs) It's disgusting. I'm sure it's not the Bundabergs' fault, but... It's just what root beer tastes like.
0: So you fire the root beer at LeChuck and he explodes. An act you get to see happen three
1: times. (laughs) They insist on replaying it just to hurt me personally. Yeah,
0: you get an instant replay where it rewinds and does it again. But the fact remains, you've saved Melee Island. Kind of. You've saved the governor. Kind of. You've saved Monkey Island. Kind of. Your crew are now being held by the cannibals, but, you know.
1: <laughs> as good as they deserve, as I've said.
0: And it just rests on Guybrush to give his final line, where he talks about what he's learned from this whole adventure. Never pay more than 20 bucks for a computer game. <laughs> that is advice i still live to to this day
1: it's a really nice visual to end the game on there's some meetings with various pirates like the Swordmaster and governor marley where it just looks really good
0: there's a lot of face-to-face interactions in this game they do have this great art style when they made the special edition that came out in 2009 they redid all the art to the game It's a lot more cartoony and it's not as nice a style as the original game. It's got such this loving romantic charm of graphics that could only come from the 16-bit era. Yeah. But that's it. You've beaten Secret of Monkey Island. Yeah. How do you feel at the end of that?
1: I feel like a real pirate. Although I probably would have still bought the pirate hat anyway, because why wouldn't you want to dress up as a pirate?
0: Looking back at your time with Monkey Island, what really stands out about your experience? Um,
1: so, I mean, there's this portion of the episode where I can talk my literary analysis. (laughs) I as well use my English literature degree.
0: I absolutely welcome you taking these games as more of a real consideration at the end. We did it at the end of the Mario one, but I'd love to get you to do this now at the end of every episode.
1: There's a lot of breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. in secret of monkey island
0: yeah it's very blatant that he knows he's in a computer game
1: yeah i mean hence why you know the remark at the end breaking the fourth wall does have its roots <laughs> roots <laughs> in the asides and soliloquies in early theater so think like william shakespeare ben Jonson, uh, christopher marlowe mm-hmm. asides are used for a laugh just engage the audience, better rapport. There's lots of times where Guybrush looks at the audience and just says a certain thing. Like at the start of Act 4, for example, you come back to Melee Island and he looks at the camera and says, Well, that certainly was easier than the trip to Monkey Island. In the Laurel and Hardy films, Oliver Hardy would always look at the camera whenever something bad happens to him and he just stares at the audience like, Ugh, this again. And lots of Brook films and, of course, Monty Python.
0: Yes. Of all the origins you're seeing there, I feel Monty Python is the one that shines through the most.
1: Yeah, but I do think that all of these modern references, they do come from early theatre.
0: Oh, they absolutely do.
1: And your soliloquies are more great drama. Like, think the big short where they're explaining to you how the 2008 financial crash happened.
0: I think with Monkey Island, I can't think of any other games at the time it seemed so aware that you were playing a video game.
1: Was that, was that like a first?
0: No, it's not a first. I think to get a better understanding of the history of adventure games, once we're a bit further into this podcast, we might have to go back and play a text adventure.
1: Just to see you know, what it's like and its artistic merit.
0: And if we do... I feel like we have to play the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy game that was written by Douglas Adams.
1: I love those books. That'll be a nice wee trip for me.
0: The humour in that game was super aware that it was from a video game. It plays with that concept in such amusing way that, again, I would bet dollars to donuts that it was an inspiration for some of the humour in Monkey Island.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: Now that we end the game, though, I have to ask you one last question what is the secret of monkey island
1: uh there's not very many monkeys in it there's only like two monkeys there's the one that helps you get into the monkey head thing and the three-headed monkey and that's it
0: are you sold on that being the secret of monkey island
1: i don't know is there a secret of monkey island
0: yes do you want to know the answer yeah go for it so would i because only one person knows on Earth right now, apparently the real secret of Monkey Island has never been revealed. Ron Gilbert was saving it for the third game, but unfortunately he left LucasArts before the third game was made.
1: Right, okay.
0: So while there has been other Monkey Island games without Ron Gilbert, none of them have been made with the original creators and have all lost that original spark.
1: Yeah, I would imagine that. That would happen.
0: Ron Gilbert did send a tweet a few years ago trying to petition Disney, who now own Monkey Island through the Lucasfilm deal, to try and get the rights back so he can make the real third game that he always envisioned.
1: A bit like how James Cameron made the third Terminator movie he had always envisioned.
0: Yeah. Until then, though, the secret of Monkey Island is kind of a little bit of a guess. The best a lot of people have theorised is that the entire thing is a theme park i don't want to spoil too much more because this is going to be something that comes up in the second game right and while i've not done the three gen questions i can already imagine what the answer to the future gen's question is going to be speaking of we do have to go through the three gens
1: yes (laughs) the staple of the end of every episode
0: yes i have had some feedback since the first episode that doing the six questions was a little too much I've done it now as one question for each section, but I have made them quite broad to try and get the same answer. So for last gen, has the game lived up to your expectations? And do you now understand a bit more of the culture around the game?
1: Um, the game actually surpassed my expectations in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. I was expecting it to be fun, but I wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it is.
0: The humour in it is on point.
1: Yes, but as for references to the game, I don't know if many of our friends and things have talked about it. I watch a bit of Scarfulu, so I know like a little bit about point-and-click adventure games, but hearing about it from a distance is different to actually being part of a group of people who play point-and-click adventure games.
0: Okay, okay. Going into current gen, do you feel it holds up as a classic, and would you change anything about the game?
1: Yes, it holds up very much as a classic. I think genuinely it's underrated, to be honest.
0: Very underrated, yeah.
1: I don't know what would need change. As much as I got frustrated, it was good. It was part of the game. It made me feel things. What and the we... fact that there were parts I did get frustrated about is a good thing.
0: Is there anything mechanical they didn't like? Then These want to see changed.
1: Um, no, not really.
0: There is one thing that's in the special edition that we didn't obviously come across where they started putting in hints.
1: I think some hints would have helped, but at the same time, the puzzles, I think they were quite accessible. You need some things to be tricky in order for there to be challenge. You need challenge in a video game. Mm -hmm. And too many hints about means that you're not going to get it. That's what game walkthroughs are for. Yeah. To have those in-game is kind of pretty rubbish, actually.
0: I know. I still play games like Phoenix Wright. oh
1: phoenix Wright is so cute i love it
0: that's definitely going across this podcast in the future yeah but there is no more satisfying feeling than being able to solve the mystery and not need to look up a guide it's such a rewarding emotion that i understand having hints there can detract that a little bit to the next gen would you recommend this game to a newcomer And are you interested in trying other games in the series?
1: Yes. I really, really recommend this to a newcomer. I recommend this to everyone. I want to emphasise I don't want this game to be lost to time.
0: No, this game does not deserve to be the obscurity it's became.
1: I think that people should go and play it the way we've played it, which is the best way because you get the great looking graphics and you get the... Great sounding voice acting. Get yourself a copy. Point and click away.
0: It's a pain in the ass that they've not done a version with the original graphics and the voice lines. I understand there's people out there who don't like the voice lines. That's fine. I've met very few people who like the graphics of the special edition.
1: It gives me Illumination Animation's adaptation of the Addams Family vibes.
0: Yes. If there's ever an icon of PC gaming from that era, it is Secret of Monkey Island. And it is Guybrush Threepwood. Why the fuck is he not made it into a Smash Brothers game yet?
1: I'd like to see that, Guybrush in a Smash Brothers game. Gotta press a button for the insults. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guybrush Threepwood was actually referenced in an Uncharted game, weirdly enough. Really? The fourth one's all about pirates. And it's a bit where you're looking up famous pirates of the time. But one of the pictures that are in there is this unknown pirate that the main character doesn't know, who has a signet of a monkey. And the picture is of Guybrush Threepwood. Sleepwood.
1: That's amazing.
0: <laughs> so he has this noteworthiness that goes through gaming and needs to be remembered.
1: Yeah, needs to be more mainstream for absolute sure.
0: I think it's then fair to say you want to try the sequel.
1: I want to see where the story goes. I've really enjoyed it. I know there's one of the games you have to defeat certain pirates through rhyme.
0: Yes, I think I have played the pirate song from the third game for you before.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's been a couple of times we've watched that.
0: I'm glad you came away from this game with a recommendation.
1: Yeah. Play it, get your friends to play it, get their friends to play it, show it to your mom or your granny. Go for it, go mad.
0: For now though, let's announce our next episode. Ooh. We're gonna be leaving the living room behind and we don't need to worry about messing around with Nintendo Online nonsense or emulators. I've got my hands on two functioning Game Boy Advance consoles and you and I are taking a handheld adventure through one of gaming's greatest franchises with Pokemon FireRed and Pokemon LeafGreen. Yeah! To everyone listening, we would love to feature your thoughts and experiences of the game. Please send your emails to starterquest at gmail.com or send your tweets to StarterQuest with the hashtag StarterQuest with your thoughts on Pokemon FireRed and LeafGreen or just the Pokemon franchise in general And I'll try to read out a few at the end of our next episode for me and Jen to get an understanding as to how that game has impacted through the generations it's existed. For now, I also want to thank you for listening. Please take your time to leave us comments and reviews. It always helps us get noticed. A big thank you goes out to Rosovian for this episode's theme song, Late in the Caribbean, available over at ocremix.org. Until next time, we're going to start swinging our pokeballs around the Kanto region. It'll be a goodbye from me, Alessandro.
1: And a goodbye from me, Jen.
0: Quest completed. (laughs) Do what you want because a pirate is free. You are a pirate. Yar har fiddly Being a pirate is alright with me Do what you want cause a pirate's free You are a pirate